Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by podfaves.com. You love podcasts, but it's hard finding that next bingeable show. Podfaves takes out the guesswork by rating podcasts and letting you see the ratings at a glance. That's P-O-D. F-A-V-S dot com. So go check that out. It's where you get your bingeable shows now. Well, it's the Friend Zone. Well, Tim and Guy come to the Friend Zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the Friend Zone. Well, Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello. Oh, my God. What a delight. Here we are. Tag team back again. It's your boys. And we're in a pretty friendly zone right now. Um, Tim? Sup? How are you? I'm feeling friendly, dude. I'm feeling Full pretty context. friendly as well. Give me some context. Uh, okay, here we go. It is a drizzly uh, Saturday morning. It's 10 a.m. Um, Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat have just recorded a Patreon episode where we're slamming out shitty Christmas films. Um for y'all enjoyment and uh so that's a thing to come off the back of and i'm quite hungry i just i did i i didn't drink a lot last night but i drank a little bit but i did a lot of other things but i didn't get a ton of sleep is the main thing so i feel like that's the big fog in my brain is, you know is though, i'm operating on very little sleep it's a saturday which to my yeah. mind might mean that my boy tim cranks yeah. through a conversation about friendship uh, the highs and lows contained therein, and then maybe, maybe if you're lucky, peels off for a bit of kip. Not even necessarily going under into REM sort of sleep, but just you lie there, you take a moment to yourself, you say, this is my body, this is how I feel, I can get up or I can lie down, you know, and you restore energy and positive feeling that way. What do you reckon? It's a heavenly vision that you're putting out there, but I'm actually, and I'm not disappointed whatsoever, but I, I got to hightail it after we uh, stop recording because I'm going on a road trip. Oh! Getting to, out of town. To Gisborne? Nah, nah. Well, maybe road trip's a strong word, but I'm going out of town with lovely <laughs> Zoe and yeah. our friends, and we're going to go on a boat uh, and maybe Are do you, some fishing. You're going up to Northland? Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be really awesome. I'm excited and, for you. 
We're going to an island, which uh, I hope I'm remembering the name right, is called Ura Puka Puka, and it's mm-hmm. a, like a protected bird sanctuary. Um, Dude. Predator free until I get there. Ha ha. <laughs> I actually did a poll on my uh, Instagram story recently based on a conversation I was having with my friend Ken, uh, which is when you're watching a nature documentary and there's a mm. chase sequence between a predator and a prey, who mm. do you root for? It's very good. It's uh, always the prey, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I do too. Ken was different. And um, the over something like 500 votes were tallied. Yeah. And uh, the prey won in a landslide, 75% to 25%. Um. Do you get to find out who voted the other way? Does the you do does the you do you, you see you, you see the names? And I actually meant to screenshot all of the names of people who voted for Predator so that I could um, read them out loud and out them. Fantastic! Uh, but I forgot the poll ended, and if you, you don't archive your stories or whatever, all the information goes. I just remember the the final numbers. But Aaron, Mate, Chen, do, you remem- do you remember a very, couple of people on that list though? Do you know some people you got to avoid yeah, in the future? Aaron Chen. Who ah. not only voted on the poll, but then sent me a direct message saying, I always root for the Predator, and you can use that as a quote for anything. <laughs> uh, Aaron so Chen, known ally. Yeah, if you want to give him a piece of your mind, uh, find him at Chenny Lifestyle on uh, Instagram. The man is so damn funny. But um, it's interesting because I think in nature documentaries, I'm always rooting for the prey, even okay. though... The context provided is always that the predator needs to catch the prey as much as the prey needs to escape. Like, both of their livelihoods depend on this. As soon as I said always the prey, uh, yeah, the prey, I do remember that there's a bunch of, um, like, David Attenborough ones where he's setting up that this is the last jaguar on the Getty planes or whatever. And so then you're definitely rooting for, for the... And it's no, but, usually kind of slow and shit and uh, emaciated. It's just this bag of bones trying even, to chase down something. Even then, my instinct still skews prey. Is there, there's something to be said for like, it's almost like you're 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 uh, sweeping the demise of whatever the predator is under the carpet because you don't like the the cameras don't then keep rolling as you watch this apex predator starve to death. They sort of end with the prey getting away, and it goes, "It'll it'll be a long and hungry winter for the jaguar." And you think, oh no, but then in in nature, I don't give a. I never want to see any of the prey. Like I all, if I got to see a chase sequence in real life, mm. I would absolutely want to watch a predator fucking get theirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. There's something um, I don't know, deeply human about that. I think because it's what the process is. It's what it's supposed to be. A predator is supposed to get its prey, and it's like I want to. I want to watch a bit of that. It's quite, um, yeah. It's very visceral, isn't it? Because what we're talking about is something you know, killing another thing. Yeah, in front of you. Weird vibe. Weird vibe, bro. All good. Well, it's the sort of thing that you'll cover, Tim. I am uh, eight days into a cross-country road trip as I uh, make my way from New York to Los Angeles, and then eventually returning to Auckland. New Zealand. I am um, so looking forward to you coming back to me, Tim. Ben. I am excited. I won. Well, it's uh, you'll be there, 
And, you know, you being in Auckland is certainly a bonus. Um, we had a challenge June. going for a long time. Guy <laughs> tried to stick it out in New York City and he went, are you going to come here? And I went, no, are you going to come here? And he went, no. And he's finally caved. He's coming to yeah. live with Tim. Well, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I'll be living in the same city as you, Tim, but not specifically with you. I a win have is a win. other friends and personal situations to attend to in Auckland City. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't hear that kind of talk on the friends. Yeah, I don't want to catch you off guard when I get back, but I will not be moving straight in with you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I've I've covered a lot of ground, and we're having a really good time. America is a fascinating country. Um, what, what car are you driving? We are in a brand spanking new Chevy Suburban, one of the what largest a, SUV? SUVs on the open market. Oh my god! How's well, that? It's incredible. We're transferring. You know, I've packed up my life into this uh, vehicle, essentially. So we're, there's a lot. We're hauling ass with a lot of stuff in the boot or the trunk. But um, it's really, it's really fun. We've we've covered a lot of ground. We've driven through D.C., Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, the Mississippi. Alabama, we didn't even stop in Alabama. We just drove straight across the state. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's just a little bit of, you know, if we're providing mental framework for where we're at and what's going on, I'm uh, in the middle of two nights in New Orleans. Uh, very Can you excited share that? This is highly unorthodox because we normally uh, do all of our catching up on a, on a microphone in the friend zone. But you um, can you reshare that story about your friend? Or not? Uh, I can, I guess, yeah. I don't see why not. It's just there was a, a third friend who was meant to be joining uh, Ken and I, a close friend of both of us, who was flying over from uh, New Zealand to travel across America with us in this car. It's, it's essentially, I don't know, you know, I don't like to think of anything as once in a lifetime, but the opportunity to drive across America does not present itself with... Uh, a, a huge amount of frequency in life, I don't think. Absolutely. This is um, once-in-a-lifetime stuff. And so, yeah, this friend travels to America. Previously, in years gone by, uh, they had visited Afghanistan and Iraq to take photos. And, um, yeah, they so anyway, they and they'd since been to America under Obama's administration to uh, holiday. But... On this trip, they came. They got they got off the plane at LAX, and they cleared customs. When they were clearing customs, they said, "Oh, just so you know, I've I've previously been to these countries uh, in two thousand and whatever the year was, fourteen. Uh, and they're like, "Oh, that's interesting. Where do you go there for?" He goes, "I oh, just take some photos." And they go, "Okay, cool. Come on in." He gets through. He makes it all the way to the boarding gate for his connecting flight from LAX to JFK, and then a stern man comes up and says to him. Uh, Mr. Bloggs, you're coming with me. And they take Mr. Bloggs into a holding facility at Customs where he was... They took his shoelaces out of his dang shoes and he spent um, 18 hours being told he's a bad boy. He'd filled out a question on his uh, Esther visa incorrectly, not deliberately, but accordingly he became uh, treated as a highly suspect person he was afforded one phone call to us to say 
I'm not going to make it. And then after 18 hours of sitting in a room by himself and being told that there was a glimmer of hope he would stay, they said, get on the plane, you're going home. And he's uh, he's currently in New Zealand, I imagine, with both of us muted on Instagram as we... You know, like, it was a very upsetting and not a great way to start the trip, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the, the worst of it uh, is, of course, not even ours. It's with our friend. But um, eventually, if you are driving across America with one of your very close friends in a brand new Chevy Suburban, you are going to start enjoying yourself. It is <laughs> inevitable. And so if I was this person, I imagine I would have absolutely... Unless he, he's got better processes than me and has moved on from the frustration that I, I would speculate he'd be feeling, I would have muted both Ken and myself because I wouldn't want to watch the trip that I had been looking forward to and planning on taking part in True. unfold in my yeah. absence. But yeah, that is probably the only minor um, blip on what has otherwise been truly like an incredibly enjoyable experience. An experience so enjoyable, sometimes we'll stop and, and we'll turn to each other and we'll say, aren't we having fun? And I feel like usually you realize after the fact that you've had fun. Yeah. It's very rare to continually realize how much fun you're having within the moment. So it is, it's been a delight. And the people of America have been so friendly and so American. It's a great country. Um, and saying that, though, should we turn to some positive news? Uh, in the form of correspondence with you, our friends. Uh, The first one I'd like to get to is uh, I received a message on the 1st of December 2019 saying, hey, I think you missed my message. And sure enough, we probably have. So I'm going to go back and read correspondence dated from the middle of September 2019. Uh, So this will be quite a sex in the city specific piece of correspondence. Cool, man. I'm ready for it. I'm there. Hello, uh, Chardine. Scott's Gaelic for Hello Friends. I cannot imagine how many different ways I pronounce that incorrectly. <laughs> I hope you boys are still churning out friend zones as I, have an, as I have an unimportant but tepidly interesting anecdote to impart. I went to school with the daughter of Myrie Campbell, a renowned Scottish folk singer whose recording of Old Lang Syne can be heard at the end of the Sex and the City movie. I remember there was some confusion about this amongst my class's parents when the movie came out, and I think, although I was nine at the time, so maybe misremembering, that it may have been the case that the song was used without her permission. Huh. In other song-related factoids, I remember my granny singing a song called 76 Trombones Led the Big Parade when I started learning the trombone. Forgive me if someone else has already brought this up. I've only just passed that episode. This may be the answer to your confusion about the line. Although why anyone would want to be in the presence of 76 trombones remains a mystery. On a non-song-related note, I've just moved to Toronto and there is a Blaze Pizza right next to my uni. I've been tempted to sample their wares, but I shall stand by my boycott in solidarity. Hashtag pay the boys, fund the fellas. This is the point where I should say, you are brave boys, keep up the noble work. But now that the potty is finished, I honestly think that it's best if you move on to new, less punishing, yet equally entertaining endeavors. You may say my name, Callum B.L. Also, Old Lang Syne isn't Gaelic, it's Scots. Yes, there's a difference, and no, I'm not going to explain it. So (laughs) thank you, 
Callum for corresponding and also for following us up. Sorry to miss this the first go round, but um, I mean, it seems unlikely a song would be used in such a heavily budgeted film without permission. I suppose oversights happen, you know, in all walks of life. But I guess I hope- it depends whose permission we're talking about. Like maybe the uh, you know the rights rest with the, the publisher yeah. or something, and they didn't get her uh, permission. What are the, um this this person Callum is like uniquely at some sort of worst idea nexus in their life where they're next to a blaze pizza they're connected to this very prominently used song like and the they've got and itself. they've got the the essence the seventy six trombones gag floating around in the recesses of their memory. Someone told me that was uh or you know people on the friend zone have informed us that that's from the Music Man right the yeah musical which I have not seen. It doesn't excuse the joke, though. Like, retaining information nah. and saying it as a witty aside does not qualify it as a quip. Yeah, this feels like a good time to bring this up. You can't just reference something and then, as a writer, put your pen down. It's got to have some sort of ironic twist or another layer to it. You can't just say, um, oh, yeah, that's like that musical. That's yeah. not anything. You're not doing anything there. Well, yeah, because it's just like, it's just a, it's almost a brag at that point. It's just sharing the notion that you've consumed culture in your life. I guess that is literally what it is, isn't it? Like in Sex in the City, it's just going, hey, hey, you know that musical? Good on you. Good on you. Absolutely. Uh, you got, have you got anything on your end? I'll bet you do. I'll bet you're fucking swimming in correspondence, mate. I'll bet you're drowning in the stuff over at your, your email. Well, let me answer your assertion with a date, and that is the 25th of June, 2019. My God. Uh, About six months ago. And this is from our good friend from Twitter, Tom Katsumi, who I think you hung out with at some point in the last year. Am I remembering that right? IRL? So I I thought you were just going to read the letter, and I um, started eating some nuts off mic. (laughs) Very (laughs) good. you, You asked me a question. Oh, Ken's home. Come on in, Ken. Hey, man. I'm gonna. I'll read the letter while you sort out the nuts and Ken's business. Dear Batman oh. and Guy Wonder, just wanted to say huge congratulations and thank you for season four. Your training is almost complete, and by now I truly believe you are both more than ready. Your podcast has been my favorite for years and has introduced me to a ton of other gems on the Little Empire Network. Although it's true, I may have had some trouble getting my head around the concept at the start. By now, I'm paying proper attention and am fully on board. Off topic, I have a movie recommendation for you both. Have either of you ever seen Sex in the City, the movie? It's a feature film about four gals and their adventures in New York. Sound familiar? It's just like those four women guy befriended since moving to New York, and you boys occasionally mention on the pod. <laughs> this is very esoteric. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I think it might be right up your street. If so, you could even review it on the pod for a special Patreon episode. Tom, I'm sorry, Katsumi. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Um, I've not heard of that film, but I will give it a look at the next available opportunity, I suppose. Have you, Tim? No, no, I haven't tangoed with that. What Sex in the City is it called? What a tantalizing name for a movie. Yeah, it's two things I'm interested in. I Sex wonder if it's pornography. And life in the city. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Got a quick question yeah. for, the, for the frosty fellas. What are your favorite films to watch while stoned? Also, at one Mm. point, you referred to me as friend of the pod on a friend zone, and that is still the proudest moment of my life. That is from Harry. Friend of the pod, Harry. Harry. Friend of the pod, Harry. Uh, The best movie to watch while stoned is Ants, Nature's Super Soldier, I think it's called, and I'm pretty sure you can just find it on YouTube. Oh, really? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Is it about uh, how full-on ants are? Yeah, man, they're full on. They're real full on. Ants are fucking wild. I, um, yeah, I haven't done a lot of research into ants, so I appreciate that. The best Dude, movie- you, need to watch, you need to watch this fucking movie. It's incredible. They're real strong. They're hypersocial. They form these complex colony thing. In the movie, they pour... Co- this is weird that I remember it because I haven't seen it in a long time. They pour concrete down a um, like an ant colony, which is a bit of a dick move, really. Maybe the ants are bailed out of there ahead of time. And then they clear all the dirt away so they can see how complicated the tunnel system is. So all that's left is just the concrete cast. And it's amazing. It's like this huge, um, super complicated series of caves that they've dug under the earth for themselves. And it's kind of like semi-geometric and it's all these crazy reasons for the different chambers and stuff. Far out. They're goodies. They're cool, man. Got to keep your eye on the ants because um, they will fuck us up at some point and I don't want to be around for the day when they do. 
I, for one, welcome uh, new overlords. I would say I'm, I usually watch... Um, punishing but i usually watch tv or uh replays of old sports matches if i want to sort of enjoy uh the experience of being stoned but in terms of movies my recommendation would be book smart which is a relatively new movie to be recommending but it's got a fucking banging soundtrack it rips along it's very funny and it's like an hour and a half which is you know what's fucked i'm pretty sure that movie is directed by Susanna fogel am i right in saying that i haven't seen the flick you are wrong and oh, I would never did she recommend. Write it? Not that I know of. It was directed by Olivia Wilde. I'm going to retract this uh, track that I'm on. Then was the track Monty? That you you uh, once tried to recommend a movie by Susanna Fogel on the podcast, and I blocked you. You wouldn't allow it. You wouldn't allow it. <laughs> we are talking about books, Mark. Have you got a go-to match that you pull up? Susanna Fogel wrote one quarter of the screenplay. Okay. I'm um, in the zone. I have watched the New Zealand-India Cricket World Cup semi-final from 2019 recently. I usually dig up um, cricket matches against Australia where we were meant to get absolutely pants and we upset them. And I love listening to This their- is fucking absurd to me. You get stoned and watch old cricket matches. What a thing. <laughs> I cannot wrap my fucking head around that. What a waste of um, like an altered state. What are you talking about? It's like what the is- most, it's the most relaxed I can feel. True. Okay. Right. So it's more like treating the cricket as part of, as part of the drug in a way. The entire experience is like a cool Balm for my entire body and mind. Okay, I can fuck with that. I mean, but, I, I mean, couldn't do it. Yeah, I think it's pretty unusual. I, I wouldn't recommend it to any. Like, there are only a few other people who I can even talk to about that. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it's I like. A meditative game, isn't it, cricket? It really, really is. Would you believe? That uh, on the 25th of June, someone gave us a huge amount of money and attached a message to it. I believe that. (laughs) There was a big pause. I don't know if it was you or the internet connection. Uh, Dear Timbo and Guy, Alexander Halifax Montgomery. And Alexander Halifax is in quotations, Guy, just so you know. (laughs) He's, He's onto my secret. It's not my real middle name. Quote, unquote. I discovered the podcast midway through season two, and since then I've spent countless subway rides crying silently with laughter while listening to your escapades. I like that word. I'll keep reading. Escapades and avoiding the concerned looks of fellow commuters. Season four has has been one of your best. Oh, that's good. But no one, not even the Frosty Fellas, could have prepared me for the sheer magic of episode 40, The Musical. It was simply transformative to listen to you boys outline what could one day be a truly legitimate Broadway show in real time. The inspired casting choices of Matthew Broderick, Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, Zendaya, Zendaya? Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya Zendaya. is Michi. And uh, Cynthia Nixon is our gals. The organic way you brought the characters together in the first act. You even managed to incorporate New York City herself into the open-air set. I googled the average price of a Broadway ticket and learned it was $113. Oh, 
So please accept this payment as a sign of my gratitude for the greatest theatre experience of my life. I can say that honestly because I still haven't seen Hamilton. If you read this note on the friend zone, please give a shout out to my dearest friend and future maid of honour, Thea. Oh, sorry, Taya. Um, It's got an H, but that's not how you say it. I was wrong. Um, Who introduced me to your true art and insanity that is your podcast. She's moving from New York City to Los Angeles later this summer. And I think she'd love some well wishes from the boys as she sets out on this big transition. Thanks again for the laughs. Stay strong through your final watches. And feel free to say my name, which is Erin Yeager. Erin Yeager, that's a familiar name. And I just realized I totally misgendered and assumed that the author of that email was going to be a dude. So I apologize for that. Erin, thank you so much for that lovely email. Um, I wonder if Erin's married already. What do you reckon? June to December? A wedding in the fall? Sounds like I would a, say yes. an American dream. I hope that went well. Yeah. Hey, marriage is a wonderful thing. Um, and holy smokes, thank you for the generosity. That's uh, that's an incredible sack yeah. of cash. Do you know, I totally, for, I totally forgot that we built a musical out of the ashes of the Sex and the City franchise. And I love us for that. I've got a, It's pretty um, good, and it's obviously resonated as well with Aaron, so... Fucking yeah. job less to us, I guess. I Take a, a victory lap. I got a big juicy one here. Do you like juice, Tim? I love that we've just got a thing that is a victory lap, and it is the friend zone. Yeah, go ahead. I love juice. Hey, Tim and Guy. Just a quick message to let you know. I'm still loving listening to the podcast. Even after multiple reruns, it's still my preferred company on my daily commute to work. About an hour each way. You never fail to brighten my day and lift my spirit. Anyway... I do have a nagging unanswered question I need to ask. In one of the final live shows, Guy mentioned that the actor who played Squirrel had contacted him out of the blue to let him know that yeah. he had listened to the show. Have you even contacted him back? Well, this is all in the past now. I would genuinely love to hear you interview him to find out what it was like for him to listen to the show. Throughout that season, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that Squirrel was the character whose presence irritated you the least. It must have been amazing for him to hear you delve so deeply into every detail of the movie. Perhaps he even knows what really was in the MacBook Pro box and what was going on in that bathroom. Anywho, just a thought. Keep up the great work. Hope you're both coming to Melbourne Comedy Festival next year. A live friend zone, perhaps? Fingers crossed. Cheers. And then uh, an addendum which says, P.S. Another missing piece of the puzzle, which I sometimes ponder, is what did Guy study at uni? In a number of episodes, it is mentioned that he went to uni, but I haven't heard what he studied. Did you complete the degree? I'm not sure why I need to know. Probably none of my business, really. But I thought I'd ask anyway. <laughs> this person's a real completionist. I like it. Yeah, I am a big fan. Uh, they um, they ask multiple questions. I studied theatre, film, and media. A Bachelor of Arts. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, a sterling recommendation for uh, the... Wonderful institution that is Victoria University. Is it called that? Did they change it? Victoria University of Wellington. There's a mm. comedian called Dan St. Germain who had a very funny joke I saw recently, uh, which was that they need to start uh, doing scared, scra- scared straight for high school students enrolling in liberal arts universities. <laughs> 
what like sending in people with BAs to say this is my life, avoid yes. at all costs <laughs> taking this qualification on. Exactly. Um in and in support of that, I will be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival next year with my new show. Visiting, visiting high schools is a cautionary tale for no one to pursue yeah. a liberal arts tertiary education. You're done right. Um are you doing Melbourne next year, Tim? I cut you off on your promo. I'm so sorry. What what's the what's the I am, but what's are your you? show? Yeah. That's so exciting. Tim and yeah, Guy. It's good, eh? Together again. Uh I I don't even know if the tickets are on sale, but um the show is called Well, Well, Well. If it isn't the man she told you not to worry about. <laughs> you really have a knack for titling your comedy shows. That's a fucking good one. Oh, thank you. They are always too long and no one can remember them except me. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, so absurdly long. It won't fit in any, because I know how many forms you got to fill out for that shit. And there's always a massive, like a massive, there's always a hard character limit on those things. Yeah. Well, there's no way you're getting that in any of them. You can just reduce the title to well, well, well. <laughs> it's a very open, uh, open-ended title for a comedy show. You can put anything in well, well, well. Oh, don't you love that? I tried, I did a themed show this year. I worked hard on it, but my God, I'm so happy to be free of it. <laughs> mm. What's your show called? Yeah, that. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's called Classy Warfare. Hey, I like that. That is clever yeah. and short. An impossible combination, yeah, yeah. I thought. This is why we are truly a dynamic duo, guy. Because we're different. And we like hanging out with each other. I'd like to read some correspondence from David now. David has gifted us the gift of 20 United States dollars, which is great because the currency is still worth something because the country still exists. David writes, Here's the email I just sent to your Gmail. Tim, I'm writing with a bit of a backstory to ask a favor. Tomorrow... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well... Hmm. I mean, okay, I guess I'll keep reading. Oh, boy. We can still do it. This is from June, guy. Believe in yourself. This is from the 26th of June. This is what I was worried about. Before we started recording, I said to guy, I'm nervous because I'm, I'm a little bit hungover and haven't had enough sleep and I'm a little bit mentally fragile. I don't know if I can deal with the complexity of very quickly scanning, pre-reading the emails to determine which ones are going to like bum me out or be quite technical to navigate. Here we go. David writes, Tomorrow is my wife Kate Cavill's birthday, and she is an enormous fan of your podcast. It gets worse. She listens to every episode faithfully. Oh, boy, he's really twisted the knife. Uh, often chuckling as she moves about the house on her headphones. In fact, she often listens to it in the shower, so I'm used to hearing the two of you shouting over the running water. That's cool. Last year, she asked for her birthday present to be a donation to your show, so her name would be read aloud. And then, uh, and then my dad died that week. I forgot to donate, and it has been a hard year for both of us. I just donated $20 through the website. Could you read her name? On the podcast, and maybe wish her a happy birthday and good luck with her PhD program in higher education at Boston College. Our name is pronounced the way it looks, Carvel. It rhymes with swell. I've mispronounced. I've done everything I could do wrong, wrong in this. 
Uh, it rhymes with swell, which I guess means it's Carv. Yeah, Carvel. I think I'm getting it. Um, thanks so much for bringing here so much laughter and joy during an especially hard time. David Carvel, Boston, MA. David, uh, wow. A thousand apologies. Um, let's kick off with that. You know, this is the thing. We're lovable rogues. We fuck shit up. And often we'll open a mailbag that is marked six months ago. So it's ambitious flicking us a mail um, when it's someone's birthday the next day. But I think it's in the spirit of the thing that Kate is going to hear this at a completely different time in her life and go, hey, I didn't see that coming. What a delight. Also, I I mean, while we might have been the last to wish Kate a happy birthday for 2019, I will say this. We've got to be close to the first to wish her a happy birthday for 2020. <laughs> Big time. No one's pipping us to the post on that. So, We're not late. We're early. Yeah. Take that, everyone else trying to get in on this sweet, sweet action. Happy fucking birthday, Kate. Uh, many happy returns. That what you're hearing right now is aggression to mirror two embarrassed men. Uh, it's not aggression. It's nothing but the best of wishes. Um. We are sorry to miss the correspondence at the appropriate time, but only too happy to get around to it, as we always do. Do you reckon if we compared um, the not, like the ratio of people listening to our podcast who are doing or have completed a PhD, it's way higher than other podcasts? Because we seem to get a lot of PhDs. Yeah, I think per capita, we're probably at the top. We're the greatest. I reckon we are. I'm going to run with that, and I never want to um, have it disputed by anyone. I'm just going to lock that in in my head as a fact, and hey, I never want it challenged. That's how the world works, man. Do not let mm. anyone challenge your opinions <laughs> or the information yeah. you carry, because you will only yes. face disappointment and frustration. Dear wonderful friends, didn't someone say on a previous friend zone that you were starting a podcast inspired by yours and they charged you with picking the movie they would watch over and over? I seem to remember Tim picking something with penguins, possibly a sequel. So I'm thinking like Happy Feet 2 or March of the Penguins 2. Anyways, I was hoping you'd use your platform to echo my question of whatever happened to that because I googled <laughs> podcast penguin movie podcast and couldn't find it. And when I googled <laughs> podcast where they watch penguin movie over and over, it just brings up worst idea of all time. All the best, Tom Lando. Oh, Tom, you sweet dear man. Um, I can't remember. Here's what I remember. I remember answering really quickly, but not what my answer was, which is deeply unhelpful. I can't remember when this friend zone was either. This is going to be one we're going to need to pull the community together. Maybe um, the people who are making that podcast could get in touch and we can close this loop. Here's, or, ho- here's who, hoping. Who is it again? Uh, for, for Tom. For Tom. It's worth saying, uh, though, that... Yeah. I mean, I feel like what people would often discover if they do embark on the same journey, not unlike our hero who who actually did it on the Reddit, but... It is a long and thankless task. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. But actually, surprisingly, a few people have done it. And I think they've done like a whole year of this. Um, they're just, you know, they're out there fighting the good fight. Um, it's a crazy thing to do. Don't do it. It it's, is. It's silly. We should... I'm here I've, got, I've got one more. Mm-hmm. Have you got one more? We should wrap up soon. We've been talking a while. We should. 
Yeah, we've been talking too long. I'll, 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 let me give you this. Okay. Dear Sly Guy McFly and Slim Tim and the Lanky Limbs. <laughs> it's good. My dudes, I've been listening since the beginning, and i got to tell you, I've made some mistakes. Not only have I watched all four of the movies, but in some case, i watched them more than once. For example, I listened to Five Hour Energy, and I watched the film both times. In a row. I didn't do it sober, but alcohol just couldn't provide sufficient respite as you both understand all too well. My wise boyfriend, who refused to disrespect his sanity and finite time on this earth, shunned me for the entire evening. He popped in once to check on me, saw the resignation and commitment in my eyes, and just mouthed the words, psychopath, at me before wordlessly exiting the room. I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to terrible films. Case in point, I have seen Tiptoes over six times. If you don't know it, I suggest you treat yourself to the trailer, It's Bananas. Uh, I'll just pop out of the email for a second. We did a Patreon episode on Tiptoes about maybe two months ago, and that movie is fucking cool. Very strange. One of the oddest films I've ever seen. Yeah. It was uh, super outside the box. However, I'm back in the email now. I uh, I could never attempt what you boys have. It's like you've climbed Everest if Everest was an enormous pile of trash. With Coffee Guy, Brady the Rat King, Patty Schwartz, and the mysteriously injured Steve Buscemi as your heroic Sherpas. One final note, over the past five years, I've most recently, uh, sorry, I've mostly listened to your podcast whilst trimming up hundreds of pounds of recreational marijuana. So you have indirectly contributed to the thriving North California cannabis industry as well. Good on you, boys. You are brave boys. I'll say it. I'll say it's true, even if it isn't. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in the States. Cheers, bozos, and say my name. Michelle Dubois from Humboldt County, California. The coolest name I've ever heard. I kicked down a little pay the boys cash. Please only spend it on celebratory beers now that your journey is over. That's so nice. It is nice. Thank you so much. Michelle, what, what was that surname? Dubois? I mean, that's where I've gone with it. Let me spell it for you. D-U-B-O-I-S? You got it. You nailed it in one. I think that's Dubois. This is the last one I've got. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. Um, Thank you for all of it. Thank you to everyone, ever. My God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My hearts are open. Dear Tim and Guy, I'll cut to the chase. Will one of you please marry me? I'm fun, a great listener, and I'd love that sweet Kiwi visa to escape what can only be described as the colossal fuck-up that is UK politics and get me some of that good old Jacinta. This is from today. Ah, uh, yep. That'll, oh. that'll do it. On to lighter subject matter, I'd like to say I've just finished the potty and I'm going to send over some Patreon pounds since the hours of entertainment provided by you gents is beyond ridiculous and I am very, very grateful Seeing at the London podcast was the highlight of the summer, and you both sharing my Insta story was the cherry on top of the pavlova. I was a bit starstruck when I met you and probably said something incoherent, but I'd like to say now I respect you both massively, and you're doing God's work. Keep up the fine work and share this in the friend zone if that's still a thing. Please do share my name. I'm going to binge bonus of the heart until the next episode. Hashtag Matterfan Will Emberton. So thank you. Will's legit. Will gets it. Will does get it. Um, thank you so much. Well, if I remember correctly, actually, <laughs> this is an odd thing to remember. Uh, Will posted 
a photo of us after the podcast festival in which he uh, incorrectly tagged you as Guy Montgomery and me as Tim Bat. Tremendous. You wouldn't be the first, and I doubt you'll be the last. Ain't that the truth? It's just a good bit of comedy, isn't it? It's fun for the whole family. Um, We've been buddy prattling on for 40 minutes now, Tim, and truth be told, these people have got lives <laughs> to live. They don't want to listen to us. Yeah, Ed, also, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, we're in the middle of a monster record with you on the road. So we've already recorded one Patreon uh, of this Christmas shit fest episode extravaganza we're doing, and we're about to record another. So um, let's get into that. Thank you to all of our friends so much. You guys are so great. Um, and you bet your sweet patooties that Guy Montgomery coming back to New Zealand, uh, you know, brings tidings of glad joy for the podcast as well. So stay tuned. Uh, also, this episode is brought to you by podfaves.com. You love podcasts, but it's hard finding that next bingeable show. Podfaves has, this is a type, I'm going to read it as written. Podfaves has takes out the guesswork by rating podcast and letting you see the ratings at a glance. So you can spend less time searching and more time listening. That's P-O-D-V... Uh, <laughs> I fucked up the spelling bit. That's P-O-D-F-A-V-S.com. You know how I keep saying podfaves? It's fucking spelt how you would assume that is spelt. So go check that out. It's where you get your bingeable shows now. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. Have a good time, yes, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.